morning, everyone. Certainly it's a beautiful Sunday morning, is it not? We give thee but thine own, whatever the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone, a trust, O Lord, from thee. May we thy bounties thus, as stewards, true receive. And gladly as thou blessest us, to thee our first fruits give. Our hearts are bruised and dead. O hearts are bruised and dead, and homes are bare and cold. And lambs for whom the shepherd bled are straying from the fold. We believe thy word, so dim our faith may be. Whate'er for thine we do, O Lord, we do it unto thee. The, uh, one of the one of the songs in our lesson was uh, this was one of the songs in our lesson. We give uh, we give thee but thine own. I thought about that. We give thee but thine own, whatever the gift may be. So we realize this morning, as we think as we look at our lesson title, giving to God that what we give to God is only what he's given to us already. We have nothing. And I think of that verse in First uh, Corinthians 4, 7, where Paul writes, For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that that is not received? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? I, I often ask myself that question. I often think of this verse. What do I have that I haven't received? I have nothing. Even the the, the breath I'm breathing this morning and the ability to stand here, the strength to stand here, that is all gift of God. That's all that God has. God has given that all to me. So when we give when we think of giving to God, we're only giving to him what he does what he brings him glory and what he has already given to us. Giving to God divided into three sections. First section is giving to God. The text is in Chronicles, first Chronicles twenty one, twenty two through verse twenty five. Second section is giving all to God. In Luke twenty one, verse one through verse four. And then the third section is giving sacrificially, Matthew 26, verse 6 through verse 15. The uh, context context of the scripture in 1 Chronicles 21, 22, and I'm reading it here from the lesson commentary, David had taken a, had taken a census in Israel. Uh, verse 1 of chapter 21 is an interesting verse. It talks about how that Satan provoked David, and I'm not sure if I understand all that took place there, but the devil provoked David to take this census. So David taken a census, something God had forbidden. Because of this, God sent a plague, and 70,000 men died. The prophet then commanded David to build an altar to the Lord, in the threshing floor of Ornon, the Jebusite prince, 
David's repentance and this move of obedience ended the play. The land purchased by David became the site of Solomon's temple. And that's where the temple in Israel still stands today. There in Jerusalem, right on that site where David built that altar. Of course, the temple today is not in the hands of Israel. The temple is in the hands of the Arab nations. And a magnificent building. It's a magnificent building. We, I wasn't in the temple, but I was right up close to the temple complex. So that brings us to our lesson in first section, or lesson given to God. Uh, verse, uh, first verse, we have uh, David then going to the, after the prophet came to David and uh, told him what he needs to do. Uh, David, if we go back into the, uh, the first few verses of this chapter, we notice that David took personal accountability, personal responsibility for his actions. Uh, he didn't blame it on anybody else. He didn't blame it on Satan. He didn't blame it on the people. He didn't blame it on his men. But he just took, he took personal accountability and responsibility for this action or asking a census of the people. And then verse 22, we see David going to the Jebusite prince and he asked that he would grant him the threshing floor so that he could build an altar unto the Lord. And he says, "You will, I will pay you full price. Now, David was king in the whole land. He was ruler. Uh, David could have done what Ahab tried to do by taking Naboth's vineyard. Remember the story of Ahab and Naboth. Ahab was king, and he had a neighbor who had a beautiful vineyard, and he wanted the vineyard. So he went to Naboth, and he wanted his vineyard. Well, David could have said to the Jebusite prince, he said, give me the threshing floor. No, David took personal responsibility for his actions. He knew he was accountable for what was happening, for all the people that were killed. So he said, I will pay you the price. Of course, the, the prince, in verse 23, said to David, take it. You can have it. Let my lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Not only do I give you the the, uh, the threshing floor, I give you the oxen for burnt offerings and the threshing instruments for wood and the wheat for the meat offering. I give it all. was the Jebusite prince's response. David said, Nay, I will buy it for full price. So David, verse 25, gave prince the place 600 shekels of gold by weight. In uh, Chronicles chapter 29, First Chronicles chapter 29, this was just the latter end of David's days. David had in his heart to build this temple, this magnificent place for God's people to worship. 
but he was reminded that he would not be able to build it. His son Solomon would build the temple. But in First Chronicles chapter 29, the first few verses, we have uh, a list of all that David gave for the construction of this temple that his son Solomon would build. Gold for things of gold and you know, 3,000 talents of gold and 7,000 talents of refined silver. And this gives a, a numerous list, a number of things that David gave. I believe he gave it with all his heart. He was giving it to God. And then I, he says in verse 12 through verse 14, both riches and honor come of thee. Thou reignest over all. In thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. Notice verse 14, he says, but who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this book? For all things come of thee, and of thy own have we given thee. So David realized that all that he had given for the construction of his temple was simply what he was already given to by God. So as we think of giving to God, we realize that we're only giving all we give to him if we give our life to God. He owns our life. He gave us life. He gave us breath. So we're giving back to him what he has already given to us. And then yet one more thought in the first section in thinking of the of uh, David taking accountability, taking taking accountability, taking responsibility, being accountable for his actions. Thoughts went to Romans chapter 14. For none of us liveth to himself, no man dieth to himself. Whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not thy brother, for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of itself to God. So as God gives us breath, as God gives us life, let's be giving our lives to God today. Because the day is coming when one day we will give account of our life to God. The second section is giving all to God. And the text is in Luke chapter 21, verse 1 through 4. About the, uh, they were there at the temple, and uh, Jesus looked up and he saw the, the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. They had an offering basket. I'm not sure what it was. But it was a place where they would give their alms and give their offerings. And he also saw a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And he said, Of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow is casting more than the all. All these have of their abundance cast 
in unto the offerings of God, but she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she hath. Second question in our study questions. What did Jesus see beyond the offerings of the people who cast money into the offering basket? What did he see? What does he look for in our lives? As we think of that question, Jesus was standing there by the temple, by the treasury, and uh, he's seen all these people walk by the treasury box, casting in their alms, casting in their money. Then it's all this poor widow come along. He cast in one small penny. And he said, she cast in more than they all cast in. So what did Jesus see? Did he see the penny? Did he see all the money? Did he see all the, the alms that was being thrown into the treasury box? No, I believe Jesus saw much further than that. I believe Jesus saw the heart. He saw the motive behind the giving. And as we think of giving all to God, God, we can't deceive God. We can't. God just knows all about us. He knows our motives. Every time we give to the offering, give to the offering this morning, he knows our motive. He knows the heart. And uh, I thought of the account of that Samuel was asked to go to anoint one of David's sons, one of Jesse's sons, to replace King Saul Samuel went and called for a sacrifice. Jesse came with all his sons, except the youngest. And then Samuel looked on the oldest son, Eliab, and he said, Surely, the Lord's anointed. You know the story. The Lord says, No. I rejected him. He said, I don't see as man sees. He's blown words here. The Lord says to Samuel, I don't see as man sees. I see the heart. So Samuel had Jesse to get all his sons to pass through, and the Lord says, no. Samuel was a bit perplexed, and he's wondering, well, is there any other? That yeah, there's the youngest was out taking care of the sheep. So David comes in. And, but the thought is there how that we looked on the outward appearance. We see what's outward. I, I can't see into your heart. You can't see into my heart. You don't know what I'm thinking. I can't see what you're thinking. And when I give to the offering this morning, or whenever I give to the offering, whenever I give something, you can't see what my motive is. But there is one that always sees. There is one that always sees our motive. But as I think of giving giving to God, giving all to God, let us have pure motives, let us have good motives. This, uh, <clears throat> this scripture is given also in the context of where Jesus talks about the scribes and the Pharisees, how that what they did, they did to be seen of men. Think of the Matthew chapter 6 where it talks about prayer and 
fasting and almsgiving, how that there were those that they did it to be seen in them. Jesus said they had their reward. And if we do things to be seen of men, if we give our all to God, but we're simply doing it so that, other, so that others take notice, so that others see it, we have our reward. Men will praise us. Men will speak well of us. But we do it with a humble heart. To his glory. And so, I think maybe it's Paul writes, he says, where, and whatsoever you do, you all the glory of God. All in the name of the Lord Jesus. Last action is giving sacrificially. It implies our giving, what we give costs us something. The context is in Matthew chapter 26, verse 6 through 15. Jesus was in Bethany. He was in the house of Simon the leper. A woman came in, and she had an alabaster box of very precious ointment. Broke the box, poured out the ointment, poured it on his head as Jesus sat there, as he, as he was there at the table. I have no idea what this cost her. I, 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 didn't, do some, I didn't do any research on it. But must have been very expensive. She just poured it all on Jesus' head. The disciples saw it. They were angry. They had indignation. And to them, it was simply waste. But this why all this waste? Why pour this expensive ointment on the head of Jesus? Why? And to say it's further away, it, we could have sold it and then used that money for the poor. It's just a waste. In their mind, it was a waste. Jesus says, you have the poor always with you. But me, you have not always. This woman had a vision. This woman had a, a foresight. She, she saw something beyond these men in the room. Obviously, she's, she heard Jesus talking before, priorhand, about his death and crucifixion and his burial and etc. So, beforehand, she anointed him. She wasted, as the disciples would think, this precious ointment on the head of Jesus. But it was not a waste. And when we give sacrificially, when we give our lives, when we give our time, when we give our money, when we do it sacrificially, it's not a waste. It's not a waste. Our memory selection... First Peter two five talks about sacrifice. He says that we are living stones. As individuals, we are living stones and are being built up a spiritual house 
a holy priesthood, and our calling is to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Romans 12, verse 1, familiar verse. It's here in the uh, beginning of the lesson. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Usually, when someone offered a sacrifice, it was dead. They would kill the lamb. They would kill the bull. They would kill the heifer. And, and they would offer this animal on the altar. It was already dead. But we are called to be living sacrifices. We are alive. And he says that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Again, it's our reasonable service because of what God has done for us. And, and if you read Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 11, how that God has grafted in the Gentiles, God had mercy on the Gentiles. It's only reasonable that we as Gentiles then should offer ourselves a living sacrifice to him. In Romans 13, in Hebrews 13, 15, by him, by Jesus, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But, to do good, and to communicate, or to give, forget not, or with such sacrifices, God is welcomed. In the conclusion of our lesson this morning, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 3. Though I bestow all my goods, feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, I have not charity, it profits 